This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast, a Bachelor podcast and part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast. I'm Ashley Young. Natalie's here. And we got a Reba in the house this week. So excited. We've been bringing on guests every week. And I think, Ariba, honestly, you got the best week to hop on the podcast because there's so much drama to tackle. But before we get into any of that, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm in sunny Arizona. It's really, really hot outside. But hey, I'm inside. I'm excited to talk about the episodes. Uh, yeah, it was nuts. <laughs> yeah, absolute I- chaos this week. <laughs> I was just like, I don't think I've been so angry at the show ever like this. Yeah, I was even like watching yesterday. I mean, we're going to obviously get into it. But just like, I was also just like, why is no one talking to Brendan and Piper? Why is this only Christmas? Like it was just and then I tried to understand that I'm like, okay, like maybe they didn't know what they said on the mics. But still, like, overall, I'm like, why are they not doing anything? It just was nuts. Like, yeah, nuts. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, it's crazy, too, because the way we started Monday night's episode is how we left off last week, and that was with Kendall returning, and we barely got any of that because of all the other drama going on. I know. Let's, I know. I was let's like- talk about Kendall and Joe, because I don't understand. Maybe you guys can explain it to me, this concept of I have to come to paradise to talk about you as if we're not all holding a smartphone in our hands. Could we at least in the production room come up with a better (laughs) storyline? I know it's terrible. And it's like, I liked Kendall when she was on paradise, but this like previously, but I don't really like her that much anymore. Just because why did you come on just to go up to Joe and be like, Hey, we didn't get closure. It's like, you probably knew he was coming on the show. Just send him a text meet up like if your issue was distance when you were dating why did you go all the way to paradise just to like say hi yeah that doesn't make any sense and also when they were talking it didn't really seem like that what like the distance wasn't an issue anymore so I still don't understand why she came to talk at all because it didn't make sense it's not like even if she wanted to get back with him or anything like that I mean they still have the issue of distance So I didn't get that. Well, Joe, if you're not going to move from Chicago, why are you dates like dating outside of Chicago? Just stay in Chicago. If that's such an issue for you. So is it an issue as we're, you know, chastising everyone for coming on the show for clout? If you literally can't make a relationship work outside of Chicago, why are you in paradise? But God forbid, because Joe's the favorite, fan favorite, no one's going to put two and two together. Am I wrong? Like, if it's that important, why are you on Paradise for the TV time? Yeah, Yeah. I do love Joe. But it's like, why did you go for someone that lives in Canada, too, of all places? (laughs) Like, how is that going to (laughs) work? You're right, though. I agree. Like, why bother dating anybody outside of Chicago if it's going to be so problematic? It's silly. It's it's silly. That's the polite way to put it for <laughs> sure, because it just doesn't add up. 
And what we thought was going to be the most chaotic moment of the season, it was kind of a mellow moment of just back and forth, a couple that is clearly navigating a breakup. And so it wasn't that exciting. And the episode kind of eased into the chaos this week. We saw a little clarity between Noah and Abigail as well. They cleaned up their miscommunication. Are we still on the Noah and Abigail train? They seem to be a sneaky favorite for most successful couple out of paradise. Yeah, I still didn't understand what their problem even was. So I think maybe they thought about it overnight, slept on it, and were like, yeah, that made no sense. Let's just be happy because that's easy and the the best thing to do. So I like them together. I still can't really, you know, get a read on what their issue was. So Yeah, I feel the same. I like them together. Now, I don't know if the issue was that we just didn't see the portion of the conversation that made sense which is something that happens all the time. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I'm on, I agree with you, Natalie. I don't really know what the issue was, especially because when they were just sitting there talking about it, you're like, okay, so <laughs> what's the deal here? So yeah, I think it might be a production thing, editing. I don't know what it is, but I actually do like them too. So I'm, I'm rooting for them. Yeah, I guess the safest couples are going to be the worst TV in mm-hmm. theory, right? So we're not going to get a ton of screen time out of them. Uh, the other pairing, though, that did get a little more screen time this week is the Mari and Kenny debacle, which I learned in my group chats that I really like them as a couple. I don't think maybe it's just who I'm talking to. Kenny isn't a fan favorite in my circles, but I kind of like the fact that he's older. He's got these weird tattoos. He's a boy band manager. Like he's just so out of left field for me. And Mari seems like a very mature 25-year-old and went about, you know, poaching him in a very direct manner. And I love them together. Yeah, I actually like them together, too. And it took me like a second. I guess it took me that entire drama with Demi and with Tia to realize like, no, I think Mari is the best fit for him. And I go back and forth whether I like him or not. I honestly think the tattoos is just what's keeping me from fully saying I'm a fan because he is he seems sweet. Um, And he seemed like he kind of just was incredibly confused when Mari first told him, you know, I want to explore other options. He seemed just completely dumbfounded. So for them to be, you know, getting back to how they were. I think it's cute. Yeah, I I like them too. And I think uh, watching that whole, like, what are they calling it? The square, the square drama. (laughs) I was like, how does he have three girls he's going through right now? Um, But yeah, I I do, out of the three girls, I do think him and Mari make the most sense. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure I'm a fan of the tattoos either, (laughs) but I do, I do like him. I think Obviously, he is what I think. I don't know how old Joe is, but I know he's amongst one of the older guys out there. Mm-hmm. So I do think, like, given how the whole Mari situation played out, I think they're handling it well because he could just as easily walk away and be like, well, you told me explore other options. And that's what I'm doing. So, so yeah, I, I think they do make the most sense out of the three that he's been pursuing. So they're up there with Abigail and Noah. I'm just going to say it. I think they're, despite him and his tattoos being a hot commodity, I think they (laughs) worked it out and I think it's going to be just fine. I do feel for Demi though, which I am not a huge Demi fan. I'm very like indifferent towards her. I think it's too calculated for the cameras, 
But the way she's like, I feel like a one night stand that no one wants anything to do with that broke my heart. And suddenly I was like team Demi soft spot for her. I know she comes in hot as like a villain, but damn, I felt like she was genuinely, genuinely upset with that. Yeah, it was hard to watch. I'm back and forth with Demi. I've definitely been a fan of hers for a while. Um, and then this season, she's a little bit much, but I do love her. And I mean, it was sad. We, I think we said last week, like everything she's doing this season is just because she's insecure, it seems. So for her to kind of, it seemed like she went to the boom, boom room with Kenny because she you know, wanted to win him over. And that's how she knew how. And now that he denied her and, you know, is going to get back with Mari and she's like, well, I did that for you. You know, what else can I do? I'm fun. It's, it was sad to watch. It really was. Yeah, that broke me too. And I, I think watching, we sometimes forget because she comes off as this like confident, loud person that she's still pretty young and she is going mm-hmm. to, like any young person would fall apart when something like this happens. And so I think last night watching her, you know, breakdown like that was a reminder like damn she's really young and this is a lot like this is a 40 year old dude she's pursuing and this is a lot to take on and at the end of the day I think that's what it is it's insecurity it's she's young it's gonna take an impact right so yeah I felt really bad for her and I was like oh poor Demi I wish I could give her a hug (laughs) you're so right she's young she's insecure and I think it's only human to like be really upset I don't care if you're the most confident person in the world if you get rejected in a public manner I feel like everything is elevated when it's being shown in front of all of America on television Um, I don't know anyone that handles being rejected or like second choice well and to do so uh, so publicly and you're right she's young she's figuring it out I felt for her girl, but she'll bounce back. I have yeah. no, no qualms about that. <laughs> a good cry, a good drink. She'll be good next week. I'm sure. So Demi, we're rooting for you. You know, my own opinions aside, she's great TV. She's good energy. I admire her confidence. So I need a little taste of that in my life. <laughs> need a little Demi confidence. <laughs> so it's hard to watch. You're right. You're so right. She's young, but we'll bounce back. Uh, we got to get into or we'll build up to the highlight of this week's episodes in my humble opinion um all of the drama if you watched on instagram this idea that shocker people don't come to paradise to find love it's really to build your brand outside of paradise and let's start with natasha and brendan because they kind of seem to be good enough and right on cue piper arrives to paradise when you guys see her walk on the island, what's I say island, walk into paradise, <laughs> what was going through your minds? Uh, it was basically just like a, they're going to screw over Natasha. Like, here it is. It's happening. I basically, I didn't know that Piper was going to go straight for Brendan and be like, I'm here for Brendan. Let's go on a date. But I figured it wouldn't take long um because we all saw you know the headlines they were seen out together they were seen hanging out and it's like even if they weren't boyfriend girlfriend they definitely hooked up I'm sure so something was brewing there so I just I knew it was gonna be just overall bad just bad news yeah when I saw her I was like well here we go (laughs) I, I yeah I don't think I anticipated it going to where it did or that 
we'd be hearing them talk like openly about why they were there or what their plan was totally didn't see that coming but yeah I figured it was gonna get pretty wild um but yeah definitely didn't see what happened coming at all like maybe everyone just has more money to burn or miles saved up but the fact that they were traveling to visit each other like one-on-one that's not casual like Mm -hmm. or that's an expensive casual relationship like you both live in major American cities you can keep it casual on a budget so Natasha's no dummy like all of the things that he was saying were harsh but the fact that he thought he could get one over on Natasha is probably the hardest thing for me to watch because the subtext is that I think you're dumb and you will fall for my lies and shame on him because Natasha is no dummy and she really held her ground. I think she handled the whole thing with a lot of poise and truthfully a lot more emotional control than I ever would have been able to do. So shout out to her for standing her ground and just being very real with the situation. I'm a little nervous when you're in paradise. I'm sure things can go back and forth. It's very fluid, but I hope that we don't deal with any of this clout chasing nonsense moving forward. But devil's advocate is there any merit to them being transparent about their intentions even if they didn't realize they were mic'd up and on camera because everyone is there for the followers can we give them an ounce of credit (laughs) I don't know I mean it's the way that they were so rude about it and savage and unapologetic too I mean we've seen before you know people start dating on paradise and it was like oh yeah we met before we flirted before you know, my bad. It's like, okay, whatever. But this was so calculated that I don't know. I don't think I can feel bad at all or understand at all, especially because if they just dated and didn't go to paradise, I'm sure their follower count would, you know, go up super high. If they were spotted out together, if they confirmed their romance on Instagram, they would get a lot of followers. So them just coming on for a free vacation, it's no, it's so messed up. Yeah, I I don't think I feel bad for them at all. Also, because like, just the way Brendan was talking to Natasha, I'm like, mm-hmm. you, like he's like, you know, I stuck around because like, it, you know, you may not have other prospects and stuff like that. I'm like, that was just so condescending and rude. I just think the way it was handled, while it's a given that everyone's essentially on these shows to get famous, popular, get the followers and everything, the way he handled it. And then when Piper came in and how they were, it was just just really condescending and rude. I just didn't see why it was necessary for him to talk down to Natasha like that. Like, why do you need to say like, I did you a favor, so Mm -hmm. you should let me do what I want kind of thing. So yeah, I don't feel bad for them. Yeah, and I feel like the whole thing thing of Katie's season was like, Greg is the biggest gaslighter. That was like the whole thing. Brendan went way further. Like, that that was terrible him saying like I think you had selective hearing about what I was saying and it's like no all of America heard it like I don't know what you're talking about like just apologize and move on why do you have to act like you weren't in the wrong trash he's trash <laughs> uh the the poetic justice out of all of this is that as of this morning um I know everyone on Twitter was like unfollowed unfollowed Not only did Brendan lose over 70,000 Instagram followers in the past two days, Natasha has officially passed him in follower count. So seeing his numbers drop, I'm like, this is so fun because it's 
air quotes, like harmless. I don't condone bullying. Yeah. That was such a lovely way to get back at him for being a clown. And the fact that Natasha now has more than him. I couldn't have written it better. The producers couldn't have done a better job. <laughs> I, I feel so happy. Like it's so maybe a nasty thing to say that that brings me joy, but <laughs> I'm thrilled to see those numbers. It's amazing. It's funny. I didn't really expect that. I didn't really think about it. But when I was watching on Monday night, I went and unfollowed him really fast because I was like, this guy's a jerk. I absolutely can't stand him. And I've, uh, you know, brought my boyfriend into the the Bachelor franchise. He watches with me and <laughs> the past two mornings, he's like, oh, I checked his Instagram. He lost more followers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's so funny. I know I was laughing at all the TikToks and videos of people like showing how the follow follower count is dropping. But yeah, I mean, not about bullying at all, but this is at least the least heart, like, you know, harmless mm-hmm. way to do it. Um, and I think they deserve it. That's why <laughs> they were being so rude. So that it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not bullying, just accountability, we'll call it. <laughs> And we, yeah. we love some accountability for unpleasant actions. And that's the way I'm choosing to spin it. <laughs> so, but the craziest part about that is I think as we were all watching, it was in my memory, the first time that I had kind of experienced the show, like break that barrier of like real life and The Bachelor. It wasn't this empty conversation of you're here for the wrong reasons. <laughs> it was them talking about articles and paparazzi and influencers and just this world that has really evolved, I think, because of The Bachelor. So I was, it was kind of like, I don't, spooky in a way, because we talk about every week how going on the show will change your life, but the self awareness and to see it on a producer production on my television screen it was a little trippy for me I I need some time to process it still it's like mm-hmm. has the show lost it there for the right reasons can we even say that anymore I know I felt meta. yeah I kind of felt meta that way <laughs> yeah it was like when when uh Piper and Brendan were talking about like oh yeah when that article came out I gained whatever amount of followers I was like this is evil this is actually evil <laughs> Like, this is not why we're watching this show. So you guys can brag about how much attention we give you. It's like, we already know that. Too much attention is really what I took from that is that we are way too invested in these people's lives for just, you know, making it through a casting process and like earning a rose every week. That is not a reason to follow someone, even though we're all so invested in bachelor nation so that was the drama from monday night it was definitely spicier than i anticipated and tuesday didn't disappoint either miraculously none of that instagram drama really followed into tuesday's episode which i was shocked because it seemed like everyone was really fired up about it and we started the episode with a weird little shindig um which they kept calling a tight ass party <laughs> and I'm not running around saying I'm the coolest, trendiest person in the world. Is that a phrase people use? Like, yo, that party was tight ass, a tight ass party, or am I just out of touch? I think they were trying to, I think it's like Titus was trying to say it as in like a Titus party, but like a tight ass party. I, I honestly don't know. I kept like... <laughs> just thinking I misheard him and then it was said multiple times so I didn't really get it 
Yeah, I I watched him on the Netflix show Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and mm-hmm. so I completely expected this sort of like silliness. So I was like, oh yeah, that's typical way of him behaving. But it was so silly. I'm like, did he really just say Titus? <laughs> Titus? I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> but yeah, it's typical of like how he is just in general. So I wasn't surprised. <laughs> They did him dirty. They did him dirty. They set him up to look a fool. Um, But he has good energy. I'll give you that. Great energy. And this idea of, oh, it's a VIP event. Only certain people can go. We love a producer manipulation where they leave the worried girlfriends back at the house. So their men are out on the town. Uh, An age-old cliche. And we saw some new arrivals at this little party, which was Chelsea from that season, and then I had to spell this out phonetically. Alana, not Elena, mm-hmm. not Alana. Oh, Alana. No. Oh, what is it? Elena. Oh, I think now I don't know either. I think I was saying Elena. Or Alana. I think I was. <laughs> I think I was saying Elena, and then I think I switched back and say Alana. So I actually don't know anymore. <laughs> Neither. They kept saying, "Oh my gosh, I should have written it out." They kept. Wait, Alan, Alan, Alana. Alana. That's what they kept saying. Alana. 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 All right. Clearly, it still hasn't registered with me. Who was apparently from that season? Don't remember her. She's up there with Chris. Like, who are you? (laughs) Um, And then McKenna, who obviously was meme. They memed the hell out of her on the internet from Peter's season. And Alea from Peter's season. So some familiar faces. Didn't get a ton of screen time, some of them, though. I was like. Why, why are you here? Just edit them out entirely. I know. Yeah, that's that was really weird. I honestly couldn't even remember who else it was besides Elena and Chelsea. And then when you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, they showed them for 0.2 seconds just to put them in the teasers to make it seem like they're joining the season. Maybe they do later on. Who knows? But it was weird. Yeah, it was weird. I honestly forgot until... This, I was thinking about the episode this morning. I was like, oh, yeah, there's two other people. But I guess he did say, like, some people are going to stick around. Some people might not. So maybe they just didn't have enough drama mm-hmm. to keep around. They were too normal. Well, Alana definitely made a splash at the party. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that right after this break. So Chris, good old Chris and our bro, if you will. He wasted no time going after what he wanted and really upset Jasenia. I didn't see this coming because how does someone who no one knows have all this confidence to chase women across paradise? And he left her high and dry and was like, I'm moving on, like gotta go, go home and cry. And I did not see that coming. That was absolutely insane. And God, like, who is he? He came out of nowhere. I don't want to totally rag on him, but like, he's not cute. What even was that? And he stole Jessenia away from Ivan and basically was like in love with her and wanted to see her there. And then conveniently, it was like, oh, wait, there's another girl I wanted to see too. And now she's here. Where did that come from? Also, whose season was he on? Do you guys know? I actually couldn't remember. And I never, I was like, where did this guy come from? I've seen him. Yeah. Stories and stuff. I know he hangs out with everyone, uh, but I just couldn't 
I never looked it up and I was like, where did he come from? But I've seen him everywhere. So I guess that's where he gets his confidence is he's just like, well, I'm friends with all of them so I can do this. But that was heartbreaking. And I was team Jasenia all the way. So I'm like, what is this? What are you doing, Chris? Yeah. Chris, clown. Chris is a clown. But I'm. we have to say it, given the choice. Obviously, we don't know Chris, but girl, you had Ivan. I know. seems like the sweetest <laughs> like when you think about actually pursuing a relationship with someone he seems like such a good man mm-hmm. and the fact that she had that going on you know you can't force it whatever but to go from that to getting like this man that just threw you to the side of the road that's hard I know she's thinking about that one yeah I know it was tough and it, like I know she was saying she wanted the spark with Ivan and she didn't have it, but it's like, how did you have it with Chris? Yeah, I don't know. And, you know, but I do think, cause I was looking at like their premiere photos and I still, I still have a theory and think that they do Ivan and Jasenia do still maybe end up together. Cause they are very like, I don't know if you guys have seen the pictures, but all of the premiere pro they're still, they're like pretty close and like kind of touchy feely in their pictures. So I wouldn't rule them out yet. I, I think that they may still end up together. I would love and it. I love the happy ending. I love that. <laughs> I love your detective work as well. Like body language. <laughs> let me just investigate this. Yeah, they're super, super cute. And I'm a big fan of them. So whatever. All the drama and tears aside, I think that the biggest conversation, there's a lot of back and forth on this episode. People are loving to like point fingers, whatever, whatever. But we kind of wrap up the second episode of the week of why are we choosing to invest certain energy to some, some people can do no wrong and some people are clearly in the wrong and there's a lot of finger pointing. And so I'm curious where you guys stand because the takeaway at the end of the week was that Brennan and Piper, people were angry and then they kind of like let it go. And Natasha was like left to fend for herself, but everyone in paradise was fired up about the Chris situation claiming they also did the same thing why do you guys think they were treated differently that was a huge question mark for me because Chris and Jasenia yeah it was messed up but like a lot of it happened at the VIP party they didn't see it also what confirmation did they have that they dated before it seemed like they might have hung out but they weren't officially boyfriend girlfriend like Brendan and Piper so it it's really weird to me I did not expect that at all and I think the only thing I can really like assume is that the guys are friends with Brendan because it seemed like no one was giving him flack all the guys were just hanging out with them but it seems like you know by the end of the episode Demi and Natasha are like what is this energy towards them and not not towards Piper so fortunately it does seem like in the next week maybe we'll get kind of like the boot for them or at least like some accountability yeah I think that was confusing for me too because like the whole episode they're just like kind of chilling and you're like are they not gonna get like anything for this and I did notice that Ivan I think someone said something to Ivan and he sort of just like brushed it off like hey that's your bro I think Natasha maybe was and he sort of just like didn't say anything and I do think yeah they are friends And maybe Brendan, at least before this, was a fan favorite. So people are just like, you know, leave them be. But I do think that like what they're doing is worse. But I think maybe because they didn't hear their conversations when they were mic'd up and just being like 
flat out honest about mm-hmm. what was going on. I don't know if that's the disconnect or what, but I do hope that it is brought up because that totally felt like all the energy went against Chris. And I'm like, what about Brendan though? Like, we're not going to talk about that. So hopefully, I hope they do address it. It is wild what viewers, friends, just like choose to turn a blind eye to. So we're kind of wrapping it up here. But before we close out the episode, um, again, meta, we get to see the Instagram posts in real time. And both Brendan and Piper did post on Instagram with like these little captions of like all is fair in love and war. And again, it's a very gray area of being playful and witty. And it's just a TV show would you guys make of those posts? Because I don't think it helped their case. I think it made them look even worse. Absolute trash, like just terrible. And then I saw that Piper posted on her story, like, oh, you know, it's a TV show. You don't see everything. And it's like, yeah, but the things we did see were terrible. I don't think anyone forced you to say that or like somehow edited those words coming out of your mouth. Like it was terrible. So they're not doing themselves any favors whatsoever. As Trey would say, human trash bag behavior. Like, <laughs> that was so unnecessary. And even her TikTok where she's, like, yeah. saying that all the rumors are true. Like, it was so – I didn't think it helped them at all. And I don't know what compelled them to be like that. So that was stupid. It's stupid. It's, like, the one element of this franchise that you have complete control over what is being put out into the universe. And I love, you know, if you do something embarrassing, like Champagne Gate, right? took that in stride. It was not a great display of character, but you run with it and you have fun. McKenna, when she was, you know, getting memes left and right, you have fun with it. This felt like a great opportunity to maybe like clean up your image. And as far as I'm concerned, losing 70,000 and counting Instagram followers, (laughs) it's not good for business. And maybe you should have done some damage control. Um, I don't work in PR. I'm not their (laughs) managers. I think this is uh, like basically how to conduct yourself in the social media space, like 101, but whatever, food for thought for them. So we can all agree, not a good look, not great damage control. I think we're only getting, you know, a taste of it this week. I can't imagine how it unravels in the weeks coming. Um, and we're back to that one night a week, uh, Bachelor mm-hmm. in Paradise moving forward, which, you know, we love our trash TV on this podcast, but four hours is no joke. It's a little too much <laughs> drama to process. So we can breathe a little easier moving forward, get a little uh, drama condensed down into one night. Um, what are you guys hoping for um, as we wrap up the pod? Just one thing you're hoping to see next week. Um, I do hope that, I do hope one that the Brendan Piper things addressed a little bit more, but I do want to just see us kind of get back to like seeing relationships form and kind of see where things are going because uh, yeah four hours of drama was a lot this week so I would like a little bit of a breather next week and kind of see the more paradise version of like just people getting to know each other and seeing how things form but we love the drama so I can't complain but I would like to see more of that I also am curious like is Thomas about to be on his redemption tour what is going on with him and Becca um, I'm curious to see that relationship play out and if the guys are over like trying to call him out or they're like all right let's just be happy for him and see how this goes I'm very curious about that oh I love a redemption tour I'm on my PR high horse I love a redemption tour and I'm with you I want to see some really I'm like who's dating who who's just doing for the cameras I need at least like one 
something a little spicier than Noah and Abigail that I yeah. can root for because right now I just don't really know what's going on, which is the joy of paradise, but also I need a little more structure. Natalie, I know you love your ending on a rose ceremony. I need to get back to that. I need some structure. So before we close it out here, Ariba, thank you so much for joining us. Where can everyone go follow you and consume your bachelor mastermind? Um, so my Twitter handle is at watch with Reeves. And then of course, uh, except this rose we're on Twitter. So you can catch all of our thoughts and feelings and everything on there on the website, which is except Heck yeah, go check it out. It's honestly where I get half my information for this podcast. So Ariba is doing my my dirty work, keeping me on my toes. <laughs> and we'll have so much more to talk about next week. So we hope you guys join us and we'll catch you next time.